welcome to Nerds of the Old Republic, where we discuss a different work of nerdy science fiction or fantasy and pair it with a related cocktail. I'm Adam. I am Sean. <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> and I'm Mike. That was very good. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't have time to warm mine up. No, yeah, she's been practicing in the wings for Sorry. minutes now. I couldn't help it. <laughs> All right. Uh, today we're discussing The Last Wish, an early entry in Andrei Sapkowski's Witcher series. And we'll be pairing it with uh, what I found to be a white honey potion from the franchise. I'm going to put a fine point on it. It's essentially a hot toddy, which I can see because when I looked up the notes... The white honey is the potion he takes to remove poisons, to wipe mm. out the effect of other uh, spells or other um, vials he's taken um, in the course of battle or whatnot. And that's exactly what hot toddies do for me. Rem- remove poison. Remove poison, right. yeah. Right. No. I'd rather put it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it is poison that you remove poison with. But, oh, okay. you know, um, this one here has been um, simmered on a stovetop with uh, cinnamon sticks honey and lemon and uh, we're using black button bourbon which is a local distillery from buffalo and then there's a, a garnish of a cinnamon stick in there so i think we know what we're gonna get but right we can still give it a, a sip and see where we're at with it fuck yeah cheers gentlemen. cheers That's good. That's the best cocktail we've had in a few casts. <laughs> There's no anise in it. That's I was going to say the lack of absinthe already makes this a top five cocktail. For sure. Mm-hmm. There's also a, a tea that I got from Salem, Massachusetts called uh, uh, Witch's Brew. How so apropos. I didn't mean to save it for this cast. I just found it when I was looking for some tea, but it's a black tea blend with a little bit of um, chamomile. A little bit of anise and also cinnamon in there, so. So there was, right. you lied to me. Motherfucker. There's like, <laughs> I don't taste the anise, though. Not like if you're drinking absinthe, which is straight yeah, black that's licorice. True, that's right. true. Yeah. So. Well, as a bourbon guy, I, uh, I'm going to be hard-pressed <laughs> to sip this slowly. I'll have to me too. wash myself here. <laughs> yeah, and we've all had a, a pregame as we were setting up today, so I really got to keep did. that in mind. I always, uh, when I heard like what I, like someone say, oh, I'll have a hot toddy or whatever back when I was a kid, I used to think, is that like some kind of like, like a whore? <laughs> like a hot toddy. It just sounds like something you would like, you'd request when you walk into an old saloon, you know, like, give me a hot toddy. Well, she's busy right now. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, give me the cold one. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Well, you know, I appreciate the, uh, the appreciation of the drink, gents. It's just, you know, it's a standby for me in my house. Not feeling well. Drink one of these. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, before we get to the show notes on uh, The Witcher, uh, we continue to rank well on Good Pods, among other book and media-related podcasts. And we want to thank everyone for listening uh, over there in the community. They've been awesome, really supportive people. If you enjoy our show and the topics we discuss, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and say hello. Our handle's at nerds at Old Republic. Uh, excuse me, at nerds of Old Republic. If you want to hear what we think about many other nerd-centric topics, don't forget to check out our More Than Just Books blog on Podbean. That is uh, basically such a wealth of knowledge, and I'm going to shout out Mike for that, because he is pretty much the blog master on that one, rating everything in the sun. I only do it for the money, so... (laughs) 
He is the director of social media for the company. So. <laughs> he, he is. Checks in the mail and remember that the United yeah, States Postal Service is real slow lately. Right. You keep saying that and, and I trust you completely. So. I think it was one of those things you heard about in the news where some guy went postal and dumped his mail into a river somewhere. So. Well, yes. Yeah. Dumped. You know, and I think even though it happened like somewhere in the Midwest, I think that affected us somehow. Oh, yeah, it had to. Uh, I sure. mean, you are our Captain M, so if you say it, it must be true. I'll keep working hard, and I'll just trust that the money will come. <laughs> I appreciate that. In fact, we're going to make a super yacht reference in a hot second here. <laughs> so right. uh, we actually hit 1,000 downloads, guys. Woo! Cheers. 1,000 downloads in just over a year. So uh, we're real proud here at Nerds of Old Republic, and we're excited. So, uh, you know, that's why we're talking about super yachts, because that's what I'm going to spend my money on, a big old super yacht. I hear there's a few Russian ones for sale lately, so. Oh, <laughs> at good prices, surprisingly good. Just yeah. get the manual translated, you should be good. Oh, yeah, that's going to be hard. Uh, so, again, a big thank you to all of our listeners, both new and old. If you want to read and watch along with us, next episode is actually The Witcher, the Netflix series, not to be confused with... The Last Wish, the first book in the entry, or the first entry in the book series. Um, and then in May, we're going to be discussing Marlon James's latest book, Moon Witch Spider King, as well as the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. And oh my gosh, I cannot wait for my copy to come in. I was joking with Mike and Sean that I usually don't buy the books, I borrow them because I'm running out of space. But I looked everywhere and I couldn't find it, so I just had to buy a signed copy. Damn. Well, well, unfortunate. <laughs> I know. I took a hit for the team there, too. But uh, I'm so excited for that. I'm yeah, looking, forward, looking to forward to it as hey, well. Real quick, sorry to go off script, but you are saying shout-outs. And I'd, yeah. I'd just be nice to give a shout-out to the <coughs> listeners that we have in Ukraine. Yeah, we actually have a few. Our, our jokes, and, yeah. Yeah, that's for you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you. For sure, yeah. Stay Do strong. all we can. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, we were looking for some audience feedback, actually in the last uh, round of things and it was nice to see some people chime in on the socials you know so um, as I look at uh, the feedback we got um, Danny Brown on Twitter was talking about how he was excited for Boba Fett but found it too plotting and he actually kind of matched up exactly with what we were what I was saying at least on the cast from what I remember agreed Danny Brown yeah agreed we're with you um, that was a long night, but I definitely remember saying that it was just too slow. Yeah. Too slow. I think we were very drunk at that point, too. <laughs> we were. So I'm appreciating everybody. Um, you know, uh, Thaddeus House is the answer man, responded with um, both great shows with wilding and differing story uh, styles of storytelling. That's uh, Boba Fett and um, The Mandalorian. And he says, Boba Fett, uh, they say Boba Fett's controversial for a half dozen reasons. Some good, some bad. Personally, they loved it. Um, And they even um, kind of preempted our conversation about The Witcher, the show. So I'm going to hold that one for the next episode. So uh, Thaddeus, if you're listening, also read or listen for next episode because you'll be there too. What a cool name. We play Thad. (laughs) Thad. Nah, it doesn't sound as good. But, um, you know, as we're going through here, uh, we've got a couple friends in the podcast land. So Popcorn Pillow Talk. Shout out to you, Popcorn Pillow Talk. I wish uh, Boba Fett didn't have his helmet off for 90% of the show. Boba's not Boba without his helmet. That was a big criticism from a lot of people. Yeah, it's funny how, like, you know, Tamora Morrison just can't carry the show without his mask on, or his helmet, and yet The Mandalorian, you got Pedro Pascal, who's just swaggering all over the place with a helmet on. With a helmet, yeah. (laughs) You know, this is a good criticism, and and I will admit that it didn't occur to me when I was watching the show, but... 
Uh, it occurs now, and I and I as the one who defended it, as I recall on our podcast, I'll say that I agree with this one. I, I think that's a valid point. Yeah, uh, it's hard to live up to that character's nameplate because so many people saw them, you know, Boba Fett as the baddest motherfucker in town, and then you go into like some plotting sort of like gangster sort of family building thing and it just is vastly different there's a great honest trailers episode out on youtube too i don't know if you guys watch honest trailers but uh, it pointed out to me another (laughs) another thing i'll never unsee or forget which is exactly how much time uh the actor spends bathing in the show Oh, there's a lot. Quite a substantial amount of time spent bathing. Blows that back thing. And it also uh, points out that when he's not bathing himself, he is encouraging others to bathe in the back to tank as well. Oh, so come on over to my house, guys. I got a back to tank. It's cool. That's that's vaguely rapey. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna ask that one to be edited out. It's being used by someone else. (laughs) Oh, Oh, all right. So. Uh, last uh, last quote from some fans over on um, Boba Fett. Uh, I am a sophisticate, and so can you, the at sophisticate pod. Both of them start off shaky, Mando and Boba Fett, but quickly become great. I might say later become great, but if I'm taking you know difference with one word, we're basically saying the same thing. I am sophisticate. Uh, great is not a word that I would use for either. I would say very good and entertaining. Yeah. I reserve my entertaining. grace. Entertaining. That's right. Just like I reserve my standing <laughs> ovations. Yes. I don't give them lightly. So, uh, It was great to hear from people. Mike, thanks for roping everybody in and getting some convo on the socials. Hopefully people continue that. Yeah, just uh, remember, make sure uh, you got my address. You know where that check's coming to. So. <clears throat> so Adam just had his check revoked for saying convo <clears throat> instead of conversation. Convo. You know... <laughs> We've been working on pacing in the show lately. And yeah, that's a great to way to do it. Two syllables. Come on now. <laughs> We're not that hard of a time, guys. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, you know, uh, let's uh, talk about the, the book then. So uh, this collection of short stories is the second published work in the Witcher series, actually. But it's generally considered the starting point in terms of chronology. True. Uh, originally published in Polish, People of My Language, in 1993... The English edition came out in 07, appearing later on the New York Times bestseller list. And in 2011, the Polish Prime Minister actually gave President Barack Obama an autographed copy of the text as a gift. Dude, that's badass. That is pretty badass, actually. What? Do you think he actually read it? I think Barack Obama reads everything. Yeah, I do. Really? I I think think that went right into the library. (laughs) Well, okay, so I'm a political dork, and I happen to know this. Any gift given to a president is actually supposed to be donated to the people and stay at the White House. He could have read it, but he definitely couldn't have taken it. No, but it could. Have, it's just supposed to go to his <laughs> library or whatever when they build it, right? Like, yeah. So I bet you that's where it is. It's probably sitting there, yeah. In a glass frame case next to a big old sword, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I haven't had any personal background with this text. Did you guys have any previous history with this one? I have had no... I mean, other than being aware that it's a, a series that people like and it's been around for some time and that it recently became the Netflix show. No, I, I knew very little about it and I had never read it or watched it. Well, I've been a fan since reading it in Polish and originally in 1993. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I heard about it through the video game series, which mm-hmm. was pretty popular for a while. It still really is. And then uh, I never really played it, but I knew of it. And then I seen the Netflix show was coming out and oddly something my wife and I watched together and enjoy. And then I, uh, 
from there, I thought, well, I want to kind of see what the books are about. And I read the first of the saga or whatever the, you know, the main storyline books are. Blood of Elves, I think it's called. I th- uh, yeah. I think so. And it, it was it was interesting. Interesting enough where I suggested this for a cast. So mm-hmm. that's that's my background. Well, let's have a moment, too, you know. Um, considering I'm a video game dork, I'm surprised I never played the games. But I think it was the timing, because as it came out, like, in the... Um, 2000s i was graduating high school college i didn't play a lot of video games in college yeah so my gosh that makes sense but um all right let's get down to it so the witcher is set in a high fantasy genre did it measure up to your expectations i know we've got some very strong feelings about high fantasy in this group here uh uh yes i it I wasn't expecting greatness from this series. Um, the little bit that I knew about it uh, made it seem like it was a pretty standard Middle Ages European high fantasy, like you said. Uh, I was hoping that it would be entertaining. Um, it was entertaining. So, yeah, it, it definitely uh, satisfied that criteria for me. Cool. Sean? He didn't make his own language, so... this Well, actually, there is some... Elder Fuck. tongue or something like that. Yes, when they <laughs> when it's they're the, in the you're valley, wrong. there is a language that he does use. <laughs> you see, when they're talking to the Sylvan, and yeah, no, I, I said that, and I'm like, oh fuck, um, I forgot about the elves. Yeah, but he didn't do like okay. Let's have big elephant in the room here. Clearly, any kind of fantasy is always going to be compared to Tolkien. Always, yeah. it, it's going to measure against Tolkien. And I think with the you know G R George Martin's series there, there's, there's always going to be that conversation too. Although this is contemporary with when Martin was writing A Song of Ice and Fire. So it's And Andrzej Sapowski wrote all his books. Yes. He, he's finished series. That's that's right, Martin. Get off your fucking ass. <laughs> anyway. He's got that HBO money. It doesn't matter. Uh, he doesn't give it. He doesn't owe me anything anyway. But the... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting is it's got that those elements of Tolkien-esque high fantasy, but it's also got that grounding of a more realistic kind of like George Martin style of fantasy. And it's interesting how he kind of walks that line a little bit. And I love the uh, the way that he also brings in a lot of uh, European folklore. Yeah. Which is uh, actually a refreshing addition. Yeah. yeah. I actually, in that first um, story where he battles the Striga, I was like, this dude's like medieval Batman. Here hmm. he is gearing up. He's taking a shot of his potion. You know, he's got his different um, weaponry for the right times. He's got his... Um, was it silver studded leather? Yeah. So he can like punch the shit out of monsters because <laughs> monsters don't like silver. I'm like, this reminds me of like that dark K N I G H T Batman series where right. it's like, you know, crime fighter back in the time. I was all in. He had me there, like suiting up with the leather wraps and shit. Yeah. I'm well, in. A silver sword? Like, how badass? This sword yeah. is silver. Like, that's a soft metal. So you got to know what you're doing with that. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. And. I um, I was really hooked by the the first battle series, both the like action, the descriptions, how we got a lot of Geralt like thinking through the plan, but not spending forever plotting and like now I have to get the Striga over here and then I have to do no he just he knew what he had to do. Yeah. It's clear that he'd been born and raised for this his whole life, and he was just doing it. And we got to be that like omnipotent, omnipotent 
um, person behind him just watching the fun. And I was I was hooked before it even got to that storyline too because I, I really liked the sort of spaghetti western opening where he mm. comes into the town and the townspeople are like, hey, stranger, you can't drink here. And, you know, he fucking... We don't like your kind. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. we don't like your kind drinking around here. And he fucks a few of them up really bad. And then he's got to go meet the marshal, you know. I mean, it's a straight-up Western storyline. I didn't think about um, that. And then, it, and then it spins off into, like, the castle and the monster and the fantasy quest. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was I, was... I was really hooked by those opening few pages. Yeah, like any modern myth, right? He's got the the elements of the Ronin, of the the Western, of the medieval, the fan. It's like it. He's doing a really good job of blending those things together. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something, buddy. Oh, the, when you talk about the battle scene stuff. Yeah, it's very like ballet like the way mm-hmm. he describes it. It's like it's almost like there's there's some kind of ballroom dance happening with his moves and stuff. And it's the word pirouette gets used quite a bit. You're right, actually, yeah. in the, in the description and not for this cast, but next one when we talk about the TV series, there actually was a lot of training to handle that fighting style. Hmm. And uh, I got other feelings about that series, but that's for the next episode in two weeks. Um, cool. So we're all on board. I was worried because. It didn't have, like, the world-building capacity that Tolkien has, even though, you know, it's a big book. We, it's a big series, so maybe if you read the whole series, but I know we only picked the first one, so I thought maybe it would be a bit of a, a knock on the series that it didn't develop a, a world with multiple races right off the bat sort of thing. I kind of like how he just, just drops you into it, and there's there's bits and pieces here and there that you pick up about, like, the monsters and the uh, other races, like the elves and things in the that you kind of works into it as this background and it's it's i find it interesting when you don't have to get this expository dump to really understand what's happening i like it more when it's just taken for granted like yeah this is the world Mm -hmm. and it's also okay for something to be you know a fairly by the numbers fantasy adventure Uh, you know i mean if i had gone into this series expecting it to be you know to feel important and feel significant then then i would have very different you know, feelings about the book, but I, I, for whatever reason, expected it to just be an adventure and to be fun. fun. And so I didn't ask for greatness from it. And I, you know, I, I feel like for the most part with, you know, some, some things I'm sure we'll get into and some reservations, but for the most part, I was entertained. Yeah. See here. Are you not entertained? (laughs) Exactly what I was thinking. I thought it was entertaining, man. This is white honey. Yeah, there's a little bit more left, actually. Drinks didn't really want. last all that long. Oh, my, no. my voice is silky smooth now. I know. All of a sudden, I'm ready to hit <laughs> yeah, those slide, notes. Slide right back into your connery here in a second. <laughs> oh, man. I could really go for another one. Uh, we've got more. We can pour and talk as we go. Sure, right. sure. Um, so, I'll ask the next question, then we'll start mixing it up here. Uh, the books, the collection is short, sometimes interrelated stories, almost very episodic feeling. Um, did you like that? And were there some effects on the narrative or like the character development that just didn't work for you or how'd it go? I mostly liked it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hard to please when it comes to short stories. Short stories aren't my like preferred form. Um, I'd much rather read long form where something has time to simmer and develop. Um, I was fine with this. Uh, some of the stories were really interesting. Um, not interesting enough that I wanted a whole novel out of them, so they worked as what they were. Uh, a couple of the stories were, you know, absolute shit that I couldn't wait to be over. Um, but I would say that for the most part, the format uh, and the individual stories worked for me. 
No, I, I agree in the most part. I do like short stories, though. I think that they're uh, an art form into their own, and I really appreciate it. But I think the uh, the conceit or the narrative conceit of having Geralt recovering in like this neutral ground where no one can kind of get to him, and it's like he just has time to to get back from when the Strieger rips his throat open, is an interesting way of a framing device. I didn't really figure it until was it like three or four stories in when you kind of realize like what's going on here this is all sort of like like him talking about things that have happened in his past and yeah and then i guess talking to the person who won't talk back because they have a vow of silence that he fucks yeah i i did sort of have issues with that one seems kind of hard to give consent when but i mean oh man body language she yeah she was consenting no problem there yeah but the uh (laughs) it was uh i thought it was interesting how they pulled all of the stories together along this sort of like building a backstory for a character. And I guess at that point, like really he was planning to do more with him, but there really hadn't been anything yet. I thought it was an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was clear why video game designers picked it up as a video game. Um, Because if this is their first read and they're looking for some source content, level one, level two, level three, level four, is there enough in that drink? You're looking at, is there whiskey in there? There is. But probably not a full pour. Ah. There might be a little bit left. I don't want to yeah, be that. I don't want to be the... Is it good that the last drop? Is it's anybody else? fine by me. <laughs> you guys cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take this man. lovely flask that I brought here. Yeah. Drink the rest of his booze. That's fine. <laughs> That's what I brought it for. Thank you, sir. Yeah. This time it'll be Sean slurring his words in the next uh, podcast. <laughs> well, I'll be very counter <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to be a little bit cleaner in round two. Uh, if you have been listening, you've probably noticed that we've been recording two episodes a night. So I'm trying to make sure that I am able to participate in the next round. Oh, brownness of the brown. <laughs> oh. Is it Black Button, you said? Black Button Distillery, oh, yeah. They, they do good work. They do. I like their stuff. Um, so I guess my last question then, before we move on to the lightning round, is you you had alluded to it being a... Um, uh, including some of the like fairy tales or fables that we may have known uh, growing up. What did you think of that, and can we track how many they worked in? Um, I mean, there was there was the horror tropes as well, because there was sort of like the vampire thing that yeah. he kills, and then and then there was like you know the folk tales or like the fairy tales kind of stuff. They had like the 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 Beauty and the Beast concept sort of with that. Uh, what was that? The second or third chapter where he mm-hmm. goes to that like castle out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, the, the claimed child. Yeah, he, and the guy was the like, king. yeah, and yeah. he'd been cursed to be a beast, and yeah, uh, so they had. Oh like, no, no, I'm sorry. That's that's the second. There's the one where he finds this like almost like an abandoned tower and off the road, and this monster tries to scare him there, and Geralt's like, whatever, bro. Right. And he like invites him in, and he starts talking, and he like mm-hmm. makes food appear on the table because the house is charmed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the one you're thinking of is towards the end where it's the um, Queen Calanthe there's daughter wants to marry this dude who takes his face off. Who she's, he's, yeah. He's like a pig or something. She's yeah. been sleeping with him. And I thought it was, I got the impression like a werewolf. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. his face. You're right. His, his mask is shaped like a snout. And, dog-like. Yeah, dog-like. Yeah, you saved the king, but I'm not going to let you have her because you're a dog. And it turns out he's pretty hot or something. Yeah, after she gives... After midnight. Yeah, yeah, after midnight, and she gives her daughter to him, she breaks the spell. Yes. So, yeah. it was a, a complex way of telling the Beauty and the Beast thing. Um, a couple of different ways of doing it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sleeping Beauty was worked in there, right? There was the poisoned apple. 
that, um, I forget, somebody was bitching about it. That, oh, they gave me the poison apple and I was terrible. And the dwarves, somebody had the dwarves. Yeah, he, he brings in a lot of that Germanic fairy tale stuff. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I'm not sure if it's Germanic in origin, but the um, you, you associate it with Grimm and like those kinds of stories. Yeah. And he there was a, times when he would just list like different kinds of monsters <clears throat> and things that Geralt would go after. And it was all these like, oh, vampire and, yeah. you know, like all these like things you hear about. In, Weird like, when. Like Eastern had, and Central had, European There was a gin. Yeah. Gin, yeah. Gin. So a little bit of uh Middle Eastern stuff yep. in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I was cool. Yeah. I thought it was interesting and it reminded me how like dark the whole fairy tale thing actually is, and we just whitewash it in America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, sure I love I love how Geralt too as a character is the skeptic. Like he's the guy who's mm-hmm. out there dispatching these things and that's his job, but he's also the one that's like, fuck <laughs> man, what are you talking about? Like this isn't real. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's a a few occasions, right, where somebody's saying something and he's like, that does not exist. Like, you're, that's, you're full of shit. When he goes to the um, the edge of civilization and like, we have a devil. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they sounded like uh, like they were speaking like Welsh or something to me as they're talking to yeah. him. He'll sound like Shrek or he's something. He's like, fuck you. He was being polite, but like essentially, fuck right. you, devil doesn't exist. Yeah. And he finds out it's the Sylvan and uh, right. in cahoots with the, the elves, of course. So. I like how uh, Sapkowski's elves are very grounded too, where you think like Tolkien's elves are these angelic, almost <laughs> yeah. kind of like near an- near angel beings, right. and then you've got like you know other kinds of elves or like they live in trees or keeble or whatever, but like his elves, they're just long lived mortal creatures that may or may not have magical abilities, but they're very much a lot more like a human kind of protagonist, but they're almost like a. Uh, a stand-in for a minority or a race that's being yep. persecuted by the humans, which I thought was a really interesting yeah, way to do it. They're quite vulnerable. They don't have like the you know the warrior prowess of of Tolkien's elves either. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're not like. I mean, they have to like trap uh, Geralt in order to even um, you know be imposing or threatening to him right. in any way, and they don't have like the the gravitas that Tolkien's elves have because like he's fucking headbutting one and they're yeah. like calling him an ape man and all this shit yeah. and um so yeah they're they're very different and uh, interesting for being different uh, yeah i like the the fact that they're fallen like their civilization is in decline at the edge of our civilization and right. so there's that like conflict between the two um i know that this didn't come from an american writer but it reminded me very much again of like a western where you mm. get, you know, the Americans trying to force out the um, Native Americans, oh, yeah. which is not something we're proud of, but <laughs> that gets glossed over in every Western. Yeah, right. But in a way, Sapowski kind of dealt with that, but probably not having the same background knowledge or I don't know what the situation that's was like. great analogy, that. though. I think that story is common to a lot of places <laughs> in the world, too. It, it, sure. it, unfortunately, human beings are dicks. <laughs> yeah. And that's not unique to the United States. Yeah. If you take nothing else away from this podcast audience, just remember that human beings are dicks. We're dicks. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, y'all ready for a lightning round, I guess? Ding, ding. All right, let's get it. Um, I'm Is gonna this give, one where you have to bell in? Yeah, I'm going right. to give Mike yeah, let me the take bell. That. We have two right. bells here. So uh, I will watch and listen for the first person to ring in, and then you have to answer correctly. And if you're tuning in for the first time, the points don't mean much except for pride, but that's really all we got here some nights is our pride. So really, it's a lot. All right. How do you say the Witcher's name? Because I fuck up every name. Geralt. Geralt. 
Or Geralt. Yeah. <laughs> Geralt. We, we don't even know. See, no, we don't know. What do they say in the show? Is it like Geralt? Geralt, I think. Yeah. Geralt, yeah. All right, so Geralt carries two swords. For whom is each sword? Oh, that was Mike. Uh, the silver one is for monsters, and the uh, it's iron, I think, is for humans. He does say iron, yeah. I was going to clank you on if you said it was steel, but it's iron. All right. Yep. You see, nice. when you said well that done. thing before about us having to answer correctly, that's what threw me. I didn't know that. I would have. It matters. Yeah. <laughs> these things would have been going very. I would have won. <laughs> well, that was well done. Like I actually didn't know the iron part. Of it. Yeah. All right. And then um, occasionally he says, "No, this one's for both." <laughs> um, when he talks about the iron, yeah, whatever suits the story. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a limited list here, but I went through the book and I picked ingredients from his potions. Name as many ingredients in the potions as possible. If you ring in, you can respond. Nightshade? Yes. Uh, uh, I know. <laughs> Krupnik? <laughs> Would make sense. Not listed. All right, Sorry. I got nightshade. That's all, right, that's all one. I got. Mike, I may have stumped you guys for the first yeah, time ever. King, King's foil? <laughs> no. the last? No. no. Absinthe and gin? <laughs> that was our potion oh, for the last right. two episodes. No, I don't know any of them. Uh, yeah, this was actually harder than I expected. So, the degree of difficulty, man. Damn. Yeah, I went a little too hard here. So Wolfsbane. Oh, yeah. That's in one. Spurge. Yeah. Oh, of course. How could I forget? Spur- oh, how could you forget the Spurge? Um, you can pronounce Spooge. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to picture Henry Cavill drinking Spooge. Oh. Uh, oh, well, you said it. So I was going to yes, say. You went there. Hawthorne was another one. Uh, Stramonium. Yep. Very, it's listed one time. And then Veritum. Oh, I grow that my back here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's to help you tell the truth. Yeah. It was in the first potion. Most of those were in the first thing he took to fight the streak. Oh, uh, and, okay. cor- and corn syrup. Yes, corn syrup. <laughs> Processed corn syrup from General Mills. Uh-huh. Just kidding, fine people, General Mills, we love you. Please stay in Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> All right, last question. The similar listicle here. It's tied, right? It is, yes, it is tied, actually, because right. you answered correctly this last one. So <laughs> this question down. actually matters. How many monsters from The Last Wish can you name? Fuck. Ooh, Mike buzzed in. Just a cock block. There's Sean. the Striga. One. There's werewolves. Two. Vampires. Three. Uh, gin? <laughs> yes, four. I thought you said gin at first because no. you keep saying gin. But you're <laughs> with, right. With yeah, a D. With a D. Yeah. Um, ah, that might be it. I think I got That's, four. Four is pretty good. All right. Can you add on to that list? Fuck. That's all you have to do is add on one. Hmm. The devil. Or the Sylvan. Oh, okay, if you didn't say Sylvan, I wasn't going to give it to you, but yeah. Hang on, there, there might is. be more. There's that mm-hmm. that thing that he kills that nobody wants. The Kakamora or the Kaka... Uh, Kikamora, Kikamora is how it's spelled, but okay. you know me in words. The Kikamora. Yeah. Uh, so that, that should count for something. Yeah, you're too, you're too ahead. You got it. Okay, good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I presume you could have repeated his list. Yeah. All right, now I'm gonna make. No, I'm not. Look, this call doesn't want to draw because I think sure. Mike. Uh, Wait, actually, I would, you're giving him the point. I think four. Can you name oh, any? Man. Can you name any? He did just to make sure Mike doesn't feel like. Well, oh, yeah, the Striga, the sure. um, 
It's gonna. He's gonna clog up at three. The vampire, the werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, Other ones. The, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. The mummy. Toxic. Toxic monster. The toxic Avenger. Yeah. Uh, other ones. Ba- it. Basilisk was oh, basilisk. involved. Yeah. Dragons are in there too. Yep. Dragons. Vespers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a whole ton that I can't pronounce. I'm not even gonna. Yeah. Try. Lots of <laughs> lots of like yeah Slavic sounding things that are just really. There's a lot of vowels in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 And I just, I could have the list in front of me. I could have the phonetics and I'd still screwed up. I'm willing so. to offer a draw on this one. I'll, I'll settle for a draw. Okay. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this What's is the like, prize, Adam? this is like the Von Miller trade. I just made out big on that one. I'm the Bills and you're the LA Rams, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they weren't going Damn. back to the Super Bowl again anyway. So. That's true. Yeah, no, we should set up some sort of trophy maybe at the end of the season and engrave your name in it. Just a, a little like silly ass trophy. I think we should get a silver sword or something. And ooh, that's more expensive like Lord Stanley's sword. You know, <laughs> I'm already mailing a check to Mike out of my own pocket here. Yeah. So I don't know about that, but well, you might have to fair. stop like like downsize your mega yacht a little bit, and you know, then we can get the the silver sword full size uh, claymore. Okay. Okay. For all yeah, the times yeah, yeah. I have to put my name on it. So no helicopter no, yeah, for the no helicopter pad. landing pad. Yeah. No, no, have the pad because we can always maybe after season two we can get. That's true. Or, or we could just go, forego the uh, support raft or the support mm, yacht yeah, yeah, that supports true. the mega yacht. Yeah. Well, also but where point. are my human uh, aides, my servants, my butler, and everybody going to go? They can't stand my yacht. Were you avoiding saying the word yeah. slave? I I was trying not to say servants. I was not going to say slave. My administrative assistants. Servants. Yeah, you know the one who the one who makes my food and the one who makes my bed and the one who wipes my brow while I'm tanning. <laughs> well, at least he's wiping that and not something else. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. I'm, you know. Mm. It's really great that podcasting provides all these benefits because it, it's indeed. it's not even hard. You know, that's yeah. the most part. Isn't this yeah. how Jeff Bezos got rich? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Dear audience, what they don't know is I'm just maxing out my credit cards to send them checks. This, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait there are oh, checks Lord. going? No, no, no. <laughs> I think we go with your money. <laughs> don't worry about it. Well, you know, I think we've come to that time of the night. What do we say here recommendation-wise? Are we going to say yes or no on The Last Wish? I'll say yes. Uh, you know, with the same qualification that I said before, it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not very like important or literary uh yeah. fantasy um yeah. but if if you're looking for a, a fun fantasy adventure in the tra- uh, traditional vein of you know european middle age kind of theme then uh, this is good it does the trick it's fun mm-hmm. and there's plenty of source material yes lots of books absolutely it's definitely the best polish based book i've ever read because it's the only one Yes. No, it's a fun romp. Like yeah, I no, said, it's it's yeah. not it's not profound, but it's it's just good, good fun for if you like that kind of stuff, like fantasy and all that. You can't go wrong. Yeah, and there's nothing saying that every fantasy book you pick up has to be some sort of like you know, zeitgeist-driven narrative of the century or something like that. You Agreed. just have fun. Although someday in the future, cast when we read the Silmarillion. Mm. Adam, you are in for a moment because Mike and I are going to go full nerd on that thing. <laughs> I'm going to feel so <laughs> underpowered that conversation. It's going to be worse than when we talk Star Wars. We're going to have to make sure that like weed is freely available in New York at that point because I think you're going to need it for that. It's going to be eye-opening. <laughs> Man! Uh, or all those scenes. I know it's not the same chemical, but those scenes from... Um, oh, what is it? 
um, the movie where they do lots of heroin. Train spotting? Not train spotting. No, there's another one. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream, where like they have that zoom in on the eyeball and the pupil just like dilates huge open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys both say something. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll come through on the podcast. Yeah, sure. for, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear Adam's pupils dilate. <laughs> That's gonna hurt so much. <laughs> no, I will look forward. To, we're gonna have to schedule that up because I look forward to that one too. You know, I like going both. Um, to the newer newer material that um, I've not been exposed to, and then to the older material I should have been exposed to, <laughs> should have spent time on this. So that's three. That's unanimous, right? Uh, I think we're yeah we're in agreement here. That's all right. Bing. Uh, so that's us for to for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening, and please give us a rating wherever you listen. It really does make a big difference when uh, you rate, even if it's a star. Don't feel like you have to give a review, though. That helps too. You know, it just helps other like-minded nerds find us. Uh, check us out on Good Pods. Great community there. And on all the socials, we are, again, one last time, at Nerds of Old Republic. Uh, thanks for listening, and keep it nerdy. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.